yeah, you go back to the house. Um, just so you know, my my boyfriend's there. And they go back, and Brock's in there. And like, what the fuck is Brock dating Delia? That's <laughs> right. like that's Brock also the like, level here. Ash, I banged your mom. Dun dun dun. You can call me dad now. Ash. <laughs> yeah, call me dad. <laughs> Bob Dylan once sang, "The times they sure are a changing," and that's exactly what's happening today on Two Kill a Deli Bird. Except that nothing is changing with the podcast but everything is changing with the world around us. We are finally, finally? It hasn't been that long. We are at the end of Generation 1 of Pokemon, and we will be going into Generation 2 next week. Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is To Kill a Delibird, the Pokemon anime rewatch podcast, where I, who know a bit about Pokemon but really don't, not part of the fandom, one of those Gen 1 only sort of folks, and then casual after that as a kid. I'm joined by Kellen, the Pokemaniac Pokemon Master, to help me through this Pokemon anime rewatch journey. Kellen, how you doing? I'm lovely. And he's I'm, always lovely. I'm just excited that we're, we're finally oh, at the excited. end you're also excited. Nice. Yeah, we're finally at the end. It's I'm, crazy. I'm excited for Johto also. I, I know people oh, yeah. are saying, oh, it's like full of filler, but... Oh, it is. I like the filler, or at least I have, because I'm like, how weird can they get? How dumb can they get? I'm here for that. And the other thing, the bigger thing is like, I think this is about where I stopped watching as a kid. I don't remember anything after Orange Island. Which is going to be exciting because, uh, well, you still remember the Pokemon. I did. I did play gold. Uh, yeah. a lot i did like the gold game i would say at that point i stopped paying less and less attention to like the pokemon themselves like obviously some of them but not as yeah. diehard but i did like the game yeah i i'm just more so excited to the point where or for the point where we get, we see a pokemon and you're like what the fuck is this thing <laughs> why is this thing the thing that exists yeah that might take till gen maybe a while three, still. but yeah at least with gen 2 we've got where i i don't remember their names at all that already happened oh, in the movie remember when that and i see i forgot his name again when that weird elephant that like turns into a tire Don Fan. What's it called? Don Fan. That just sounds like a person's name. Like, what's up, Don Fan? What are we doing tonight? <laughs> like, that could be like a name. All right, well, uh, that uh, confirms it. At the end of the Johto arc, I am going to quiz you on the Johto Pokemon names. Oh, God. Okay. So get ready for that. Uh, oh, oh, that means I got to study? No. Let's yep. go in blind. That'll be more fun. Either or. Um, whatever will make for <laughs> better content. Or. Yeah. It's all about the content. It's always about the content. That's the only thing I care about these days. <laughs> Just the content. Fuck good. getting a job. That's good. The content is well, number one. Could do both, maybe. But yeah, yes, content's number money. one. Right. So we're at the end of Generation 1. We're saying kind of farewell wow. to Gen 1 as this pure kind of strange thing in a vacuum. And and Gen 1 was is such a big deal, obviously. And, and people hold it really dear in a way that, like, Mm, I know that you find a little bit annoying because like Pokemon casuals will like put it on this pedestal, right? Like nothing was as good as Gen 1, but they're still fun to have. I was talking about this um, on a, not my stream, but I was watching a Super Mario Sunshine Sunshine stream and uh, I got talking about it in the chat with someone about how like a lot of people say that like, or I mean, it's Gen 1ers that say it, but a lot of people say like, oh, Gen 1 is the best Pokemon game, like technically on a on a gameplay level and it's like just that's just objectively not true like i don't think i've ever heard people say that people say that 
it's just that they, they say it's the best game rather mm. and not just their favorite. Like it's okay for it to be your favorite, but it is far and away not the best game. Like on a technical level, right. it's a pretty bad game. Like well, Gen even, 2 even is I oodles, the oodles gen, above. Exactly. Gen like 1. I actually remember liking the Gen 2 games more like let's say i liked the gen 1 characters more maybe because you know that i remember them better but Mm -hmm. i I, the gen 2 games were like that was to me when it kind of really took off i was like oh this is actually like a really big crazy rpg whereas the first one almost feels like a proof of concept compared to how big the second one got absolutely and it just got it was a whole discussion about like it's okay to enjoy a bad game or a game that's not great like like i love sonic adventure but let's be real that game is bad it is a bad game yeah i okay yeah this whole debate broken it's broken i'm so blind like i i also don't really believe in objectivity when it comes to entertainment like you can try to but at the end of the day it's entertainment so you're going through your own lens so like okay yeah sonic adventure is kind of scuffed I think that game fucking slaps. Oh, it's great. I <laughs> but love it's that also, game. It's also because I was like nine or ten when it came out, right? And it was like the graphics at the time were fucking crazy. When that killer mm-hmm. whale jumps out behind Sonic. Oh, yeah. Like we hadn't seen anything like that. Yeah, like I, I love that game. It's a ton of fun and I enjoy it. And I have a lot of good memories about it. I rented it from the local movie shop for like two months straight so I could beat it. And, I, <laughs> and then I bought it when he was closing the store. But like, I, I can admit that game on a technical level and a game design level is not great. Like you can clip through like everything. Half the characters are not fun to play. Like Amy's so slow. Uh, Gamma's, I, I, I enjoy Gamma, but a lot of people don't. Uh, and then Big the Cat is Big the Cat. Big the Cat so. took me so long to figure out. Like, I couldn't oh, get past the, the first stage of Big's uh, adventure for, like, so long. But it's that Sonic Adventure is my my example of it's okay to love a game and have it be even your favorite game. But you can also um, admit that it might not be the best game on a technical level. Like, you can, oh, your sure. favorite Mario Kart can be Double Dash, and that's totally fine. I see why would it be why it would be your favorite. But you can't tell me from a pure gameplay perspective, that Mario Kart 8 is not the best in this series, because it is. Hmm, okay. Now you're actually opening some really contentious uh, cans <laughs> of worms, because those ones aren't as clear to me. Like, some, just some of your examples. Because, like, but I haven't played Double Dash for a long time, but I do remember it being extremely good. It is very good. Like, all of the Mario Kart games are great. But I think Mario Kart has pretty objectively only gotten better with every installment, except mm. maybe Super Circuit. But that was Game Boy Advance. So I liked Super Circuit. I actually yeah. own that one. But was it better than like 64? I don't know. I've barely played uh, it, them. Most people would say no. I, yeah. I just like I didn't have an N64, but I had a Game Boy Advance. So I liked I liked mm-hmm. uh, Super Circuit a lot. But you know, I'm like, not. I a, think I'm not a game <laughs> reviewer. So I, th- I think Double Dash is is a better game than all the ones that came before it. Then DS is a better game than Double. Actually, maybe not. Double Dash might be on the same level as DS, but Wii is better than either. DS was kind Seven, of crazy because it had online, didn't it? Yeah, for the first Seven time? is better than Wii, and then Eight is better than Seven. Just like 
objectively. I don't know how you can't say that it objectively is not better. So uh, it okay, doesn't so have to be your favorite. Is we in your but, mind better than Double Dash though? Because yes. I remember a, a groups of people and kind of myself thinking that it was sort of a step back. No, it's better. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. There you go. It might not be your favorite. You don't no, have to yeah, like yeah, it more, but I yeah. think from a pure gameplay perspective, we is better than Double Dash. Yeah, see, and I I think that I find I've grown less and less interesting with the sort of discussion of like what's better over time. (laughs) Yeah, you're just like, uh, you can like whatever you want. I just, yeah, I'm like, no, we is better. I just don't care. What I what I think is more interesting is like hearing people's stories with these different games, Mm -hmm. like their own sort of reactions to it or insights into it or fun they had uh, that's in a way that's like unique to them. And that's where I think game criticism can kind of be its own art form if you're looking at it from that perspective. It's like, what can I bring to the table? Because sort of like technical kicking the tires, like, man, IGN and GameSpot have been trying to do that for years and everybody fucking hates them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're boring, you yep. know? <laughs> so it's like, it's like, what can the reviewer bring to the table? And, and yeah. what can we bring to the table, Kellen? But lists. Yeah, yeah, that's all to say that uh, you can like Gen 1, but it is uh, pretty objectively dog shit. Well, no, just it's not saying. objectively dog shit. Oh, it's, it's objectively not, dog shit. But, like, gold is better. Gold and silver yeah. improved. <laughs> they had more features. Of it. You can like red and blue. That's fine. I like red and blue, but it's a pretty dog shit game. I just don't know I'm, if I agree with you. put your it out there. Dog shit here. Because, like, if someone was like, do you want some Prowling dog shit? shit or Pokemon Red? I would take Pokemon Red. It's held together with scotch tape and a glue stick. That's what Gen 1 is. It's endearing, though. It is. It's, it's endearing. I think people the most broken it's got a lot ever. of heart. But yeah. anyway, list. Yes, list. So we had a listener last week. You know, we've been loving the uh, comment section lately. They've been very engaged and, and we're trying to respond to when we can. And that's been a ton of fun. So keep it up, listeners. Enjoying that. And so Andy LR3396 had this idea of to kick off a gen, the end of Gen 1. Let's hear Graham's top 10 favorite Pokemon. And Kellen can... Uh, you know, shit and come everywhere like he does. Well, <laughs> in fear and anger. Um, yep. So I, that's what I, that's a great idea, Andy. And that's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna I compiled a list of my favorite Gen One Pokemon, and it took me a couple of passes. I had some iterations, but I do think I have a list here. This is sort of a fusion of myself now after rewatch this anime, but also trying to talk to a young kid Graham and trying to remember who I what Pokemon I liked a lot as a kid both in the anime and the games. So it's a bit of a, a, a mashup of those two Grahams. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready? Let's get to it. Yeah, what's well, number 10? I, I love to kind of kick off my lists with like the obvious paying my taxes. So I stuck Pikachu. in Pikachu at number yeah. 10. Yeah, yeah, boring, boo. <laughs> Moving on, number <laughs> well, nine. I, I didn't want to, no, let's talk about it. I didn't want to put Pikachu really high, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, that's just as normie as it gets. Yeah. But I do think Pikachu is at least worth acknowledging because, like, he's really important, <laughs> right, mm-hmm. to the legacy of Pokemon. And uh, rewatching the anime, he's also really likable. Like, Pikachu, the character oh, yeah. from the anime, yeah. is a delight. Pikachu is a, a stinking cutie. And uh, <laughs> yep. it's just, it, it, but he's just a basic bitch take. So. Oh, for sure, for sure. And that's why I stuck him at number 10. Yeah. Because I love using number 10 slot as like the paying your taxes of the thing. Like, what is the obligatory mention? Pikachu is the the one Pokemon my mother could mention, could uh, could name. 
And the, the one, uh, the, the one, one Pokemon many mothers can name, yeah. and fathers, yeah. and grandfathers, uh, and yep. and so on, and maybe even uh, pets. Maybe even my cat could name Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, my mother, my mother doesn't know like anything about Pokemon, but she knows Pikachu, and she really, she really does love Pikachu because he's very cute. Yeah, so. I I think the design is just so appealing, both as yeah. a logo and as a creature. Bring that back it fat works Pikachu. on a lot of levels. <laughs> well, they bring skin, back where they skinny them up. Yeah, like in the <laughs> anime or, or like everywhere. Everywhere, his original his wow. original design was was chunky. It's kind of what they did a Sonic thin. as well. You see, yeah. like like early '90s Sonic versus late '90s Sonic. Absolutely, he really yeah. went he like on a treadmill during that. Yeah, and then in Sonic Boom, they like put him in a stretcher or something and like stretched him out. Oh yeah, like yeah. Torture and, chamber. And Knuckles is the really freaky one. In oh, Sonic he got Boom. fucking <laughs> swole. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, swole Knuckles. Yeah. All right. Anyway, number nine. Number nine. Psyduck. Okay. So yeah. what's interesting is both Pikachu and Psyduck weren't even on my list the first pass, and I, I <laughs> but I made room for them because very endearing. And this is mostly anime Psyduck. I don't really mm-hmm. remember Psyduck from the game like at all, actually. Well, he doesn't have moments like he does in the anime in the games. So he's just another water type. Yeah, Psyduck's fine choice. Okay. Yeah, because of anime Psyduck, right? Very yeah. endearing. Yeah. Okay. Number eight. Number eight, Mewtwo. Basic bitch take. <laughs> Why? He's like got such a crazy sci-fi story. Yeah, everyone loves Mewtwo. We get it. Move he's on. He's in Melee. <laughs> get a new personality. Wait, you don't like Mewtwo? He's fine, but yeah. he's overhyped. He's in like every fucking game these days. And they're like, oh my God, it's Mewtwo. And I'm like, I have 40 of them in my boxes. I don't care about Mewtwo anymore. Oh, they keep sticking him in the Pokemon games a lot? Yeah, for like events and stuff. And it's like, he's not even like the best Pokemon anymore. So we can I, like move past it. Please. I think the, the Pokemon, the first movie is like legit pretty good. Yeah, it's a good movie. To me, Mewtwo is the point in in watching pokemon where i was like oh yeah we're watching an anime like he mm-hmm. he is actually like an 80s 90s sci-fi anime character right like yeah. mad scientist creating this thing trying to bring back his daughter what am i who am i there's like a bit of ghost in the shell in there it's very existential uh so i like mewtwo for that yeah i do remember as a child in red uh finding him in the the cave and throwing the master ball at him, and that was pretty hype. Pretty hype, yeah. But I'm pretty over Mewtwo these days. Plus how they told stories in, you know, I, I gotta give it up to when they find ways to tell compelling stories, but with really, like, without a lack of overt narrative. Mm-hmm. And uh, how the Mewtwo story is told in the game, I really like. How, like, you kind of see oh, yeah. the, the mansion busted up, mm-hmm. and there's sort of, like, little clues here and eventually you find the Mewtwo but it's not like it's not like this big monologue anywhere right it's mm-hmm. just subtle I I really like that little hints and stuff and then yeah exactly yeah you can piece it together yourself mm-hmm. makes it yeah, more immersive right yeah it does number seven okay I realize I'm kind of getting my anime choices <laughs> out of the way right at the <laughs> beginning because seven I'll give it to Meowth he okay. has been a buddy the whole way. Uh, you know, great puns. Love Meowth puns. Very funny character. Yeah. Uh, I don't. There's really nothing much to say. We both like Meowth. Okay. Okay. So you're not hating on Meowth. You're chilling. Nah. What about nah. game Meowth, though? I don't remember him at all, really. It's pretty lame. Pretty honestly. lame, I think. Persian's yeah. not amazing. No. There's a lot of Pokemon that do Persian's job better than it. Okay. Number six, I'll want your, your input in because this one is Far-fetched. maybe a little weird. 
Uh, no, Farfetch isn't on my list. Spoilers. Oh, I thought you. I, I kind of thought you put you would put him at number one just to spite just to me. bait you. No, I'm not that mean. I'm not that mean. I, I know your aversion to that to that <laughs> leak holding duck bastard. He carries his own garnish. Like, I know. come on. Well, it's delicious. Okay, so number six is Omanite. Okay, what did you guess that? I like. I wouldn't have, but I I like Omanite. Oh, I, I like Omanite. I'm not a. I'm yeah. not a too basic. Praise. Here, so. Praise Lord Helix on Praise the Lord 10th Helix. anniversary of Twitch Plays Pokemon. From Twitch Plays Pokemon. That was actually yeah. really memorable. I loved Twitch Plays Pokemon. It was, that was it's 10th blast. anniversary. That's crazy. 10 years yeah. ago. I couldn't yeah. remember where I was like following. It was like uh, oh, uh, yesterday or something as of the day we're recording this. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'll give you Almanite. It's fun. Almanite's sprite in Gen 1 and 2 is him like, he looks like he's doing a little disco dance. I've talked oh, about right. that before, yeah, but yeah, I love yeah. that sprite. So. He was the, the you know, you get to pick the fossils in the first yep. game. And Omanite was the one I, I preferred to pick. I thought his design I, was more appealing. I used to prefer Kabutops. But uh, over the years, I mean, I've used Omanite more. And I just, and it's fun. I like it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, All right, number five. Number five. And and these are now game choices, really. So mm-hmm. apparently in my memory, like, game memories kind of trumped anime. But Alakazam. Because mm-hmm. I remember okay. him being good <laughs> yeah big psychic attacks just blasting all of that those fucking spoons hell yeah yeah kind of a basic bitch take but i figured he'd be fine. a little basic bitch right because he's kind of like oh the psychic glass cannon right no one dislikes alakazam okay okay well so. i mean that 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 guy who sued nintendo for his likeness but yeah yeah i'll give you alakazam i'm waiting for the real bangers here number four okay, okay number four butterfree Okay, Butterfree's cute. See, I'm struggling with thoughts that one. about Butterfree. <laughs> I mean, Butterfree's cute. I do like Butterfree. It's just well, that it's it's pretty shit after badge like three. Yeah, I remember you saying he falls off. I remember using yeah. Butterfree in the game so and having fun. I do remember that too, though, that he he has a tail. Like he's got mm-hmm. an end, yeah. kind of sunsets, but I do remember having fun with him because yeah, he gets some cool moves earlier than others. Like he, he's kind of your first access to like psychic attacks for for yep. some playthroughs. So I remember enjoying him in game. Yeah, he gets confusion pretty early. Confusion, yeah, which is very helpful against sick. Brock. Yeah, yeah. Okay, number three. This one maybe you'll react to. Okay, number three. Porygon. I actually love Porygon. Oh my god! <laughs> Here we thought you'd have a meltdown. All we're doing is bonding. Uh, <laughs> I like Porygon because he's like a Tron thing, right? Yeah. He's like this sci-fi, like Johnny Mnemonic, I'm in a it's computer so cool. concept. That's fucking sick. Yeah. And then it's it gets an evolution that is a, a graphically enhanced a graphic Porygon. upgrade, yeah. And then like it's silicon it's, chip. And then it gets a, another evolution in Gen 4 that's a corrupted Porygon. Like, oh, sick. I didn't know that. It's just cool. That's really Porygon's sweet. awesome. It's not particularly good in Gen 1. But right. I like that's it. where I was wondering so. if you would have qualms if he's got yeah. issues. A lot of Pokemon aren't very good in Gen One unless they're the top like ten. Okay. But, okay. Interesting. So. But yeah, right. Porygon. So yeah. number two. So really, when I think back to my childhood, there were two Pokemon that were my favorite. So they claim spots two and one is like Young Graham's favorite. Uh, and this is more design, a bit of anime. Not too much the game with this particular choice. But number two, I'm giving to Lickitung. Now, Lickitung I like because he's unique looking and he makes noises. And that sushi minigame in uh, Pokemon Stadium N64 was so cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think about 
how I feel about that one because I like Lickitung, but not number two. That's a little high. Like you say, that's a little. That's a little much for Lickitung. Okay. Okay. But I also really like Lickitung. So does I can't. He have, yeah, does he have issues it. in the game? Oh, uh, he's not great. I don't remember <laughs> using him at all. Yeah, like, he's like a trade exclusive in Red and Blue. You have to get him via oh, the in-game trade. Right. Okay. And his those name kind, is Mark. Those kind I think. Of suck, don't they? Yeah. Mark. Oh. Yeah. I believe. <laughs> That's lame. Okay. Number one is a basic bitch. I think. Fucking Blastoise. Not that basic. Uh, oh. I'm giving it number one to Bulbasaur. Ah, oh, basic Bulbasaur, bitch. I love. Basic you know, bitch. I think you gotta pick a starter. Bulbasaur, I always like the grass root. He's so cute, he's chill. You could smoke weed with Bulbasaur. We said that before. He's a blast. Yeah, Bulbasaur's also my favorite Gen 1 starter. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. We thought we would fight, we're just bonding. I really thought you were gonna so put Farfetch'd up there just to piss me off. No, I'm a nice, I'm a, nah. I'm a chill soul. Yeah, but, but Graham, you gotta think about the content. Come on, think about the content. Well, content can, and compassion both start with C. Checkmate also starts with C. Yeah. The three like... C's to success. <laughs> compassion, content, and checkmate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the three C's. Uh, what oh, is your man. favorite Gen 1 Pokemon? Um, Probably Victory Bell. Okay. That's just something about that, that Venus flytrap motherfucker. So you just have like a thing for... Hold on. Is this your way of telling us in the audience that... That you have a vor like fetish, <laughs> yeah, because you like watching James get eaten every It's week. I, I I like Victory Bell a lot, even before I remembered that he ate James a lot. Okay, so. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. Um, but up there, up there too for me would be like um, Pidgeot. Honestly, I really like Pidgeot. Oh, really? For some reason, oh, yeah. That seems There's something basic. about that bird. Yeah, I find Dugong to be quite underrated. Okay, uh, Marowak. Yeah, I really I wouldn't like. Have expected either. Marowak's good. Yeah, Marowak's cool. Seedra, I think, is pretty neat, pretty fun. Okay. okay. Tauros, I've always loved. Interesting. Tauros, I wouldn't have thought either. Yeah. The rank. Uh, I'd put Porygon up there. I like Porygon a lot. Okay, sick, sick. Yeah. Those are my uh, Tentacruel. Also, I would put mm, Tentacruel up there. Okay, those are my good, yeah. And my at a first glance, those are the ones that stand out to me. Mm, nice, nice. Okay, yeah, those are nicely different. That's cool. Mm. Tentacruel is one of those that like in the water you always see Tentacruel. It's like the Zubat of the ocean, and mm-hmm. so you never think that it's good. But Tentacruel is actually really fucking good. Oh yeah, it's you very think it's like so common that it's like yeah. uh, that's just an annoying pest. You think it's like a bad Pokemon, but no, if you use Tentacruel right, it's actually a fucking monster. Mm, cool. So well, it looks so anyway. scary. Yeah. That kind of that, that is nice. Anyway, should we talk some Pokemon? Well, we have been talking the, the Pokemon. Show? We'll talk Pokemon the show. So today yeah. we're covering episodes 117, the tent situation. And I don't have the Japanese up. Uh back in Masara Town, exclamation mark. Followed by 118, the rivalry revival or rival showdown, exclamation mark. Satoshi versus Shigeru, double exclamation mark. So, yeah, let's get in uh, episode 117. A tent situation. Whoa. <laughs> so everyone's excited to get back to Pallet Town. Pikachu's freakishly happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tracy is trying to figure out. He's freaking out. Also, uh, trying to figure out what sketches to show Oak when they get there. But we'll figure right. that out when we get home. He's obsessed. He's wait. trying to pick his best sketches. He's holding up the gang. Yeah. And uh-oh, there's Jigglypuff. And I'm going to tell you right now, Chekhov's Jigglypuff fails in this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like... She has no purpose. Pokemon doesn't follow the rules sometimes. No. And I, I, but you know what? I think I respect that. Yeah, I think. I'm not sure. I, think, I do yeah. kind of like when shows break the rules, but... 
You're always like, did they do it on purpose? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so Ash walks into the house and there doesn't seem to be anybody home until we hear a voice come from the kitchen. And what's Brock doing here? Whoa. I kind of actually wasn't expecting this <laughs> to see Brock already. <laughs> like, I thought we would like go get him from Ivy's at some point. But, no, uh, when oh, he, when he oh, wait, wait, there, wait, he wait. Like, I can't, I can't mention that name. Sorry, Brock. Sorry, oh, Brock. Yeah, how, how could you? Pretty <laughs> rude. <laughs> so yeah, they, they do this like, Quick zoom in on Brock, and it's all so dramatic. It's like a super villain, right? It's like it's like it's like if Giovanni was in there, like was holding Delia at gunpoint. That's yeah. like the level of emotion here running running through this house. But it's like Brock cooking a stew. <laughs> yeah, Brock's just at the stove making tea or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like it's meant to be this twist that that Delia was like, ah, uh, yeah, you go back to the house. Um, just so you know, my my boyfriend's there. And we go back and Brock's in there. And like, what the fuck? Is Brock dating Delia? That's <laughs> right. like, that's Brock also the like, level here. Ash, I banged your mom. Dun, dun, dun. You can call me dad now, Ash. <laughs> yeah, call me daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but right, so that, that dramatic menace hangs. And then, but Brock just is like being super nice underneath. Like, oh, you must be Tracy. I made tea. You want tea? It's indigo oolong. Has a nice peachy flavor. I usually take it black, but I'll give you two cubes of sugar if you want it. (laughs) He presumes that Tracy likes milk and sugar in his tea. Wow. How rude. How rude. Tracy Tracy definitely mm -hmm. takes it like triple, triple though. Oh yeah. He's he's the guy that doesn't actually like tea or coffee and fills it with cream and sugar so he doesn't taste it. Exactly. Tracy is yeah. that kind of motherfucker. Fucking that kind of homie, man. Yeah, that kind of homie. So they ask him what he's doing in Pallet, and we get a we get a flashback to <laughs> the, when he left the gang and stayed on uh, Valencia Island. And so they start questioning him about Ivy, and he immediately gets like really depressed about it. Right. And and spoilers, but this follows throughout these two episodes. And maybe are, further. I don't know. We heard discussing and does not get resolved within them. Yeah. Nope. So. So either it keeps going or they drop it, and we I don't know so, which it it's, is. Yet. It's kind of funny, <laughs> especially some of the later ones. What so, if, if it keeps going but they never explain it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the, they'll pull a pigeon on it. They'll right, just go away eventually. Right. They'll just you know? forget. So uh, something happened. We they're they're like, oh, something must have happened out there. Misty Misty's like, oh, she must have dumped him. Yeah, Misty thinks that he shot his shot romantically. Uh, with a much older woman, yeah. and was shot down. And Ivy, <laughs> not wanting to go to jail, uh, told him to go away. So, right, good, good job, Ivy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the bar's real low here. Ivy, yeah, it really well is. Done. It really is. Well some, some common decency. Just say no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Ash's mom pulls a subversion on here too, because Ash is like pumped, thinking that she's gonna lose it seeing him. Runs right past him. She's so glad to see Pikachu. Pikachu! Love it. Right. We were Pikachu's just talking about how moms about love too. Pikachu. Yeah. yeah. Oh, baby. It's the representation. Oh, my God. Our mothers can see themselves in Delia in this moment. They can project uh, onto her. Because they all love Pikachu. I, I, I say how Delia is. I call her hot way too much for me to be comfortable with this comparison. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> So uh yeah, there's uh we, we get a flash another flashback here. Uh but uh, about a week ago on the way home from the market, uh Miami and Delia are walking down the path and then she like steps on something and she hears like a ooh <laughs> and she turns around. He's like, There's a sand this way. Ooh, no, it's behind me. Ooh, and they start walking in circles <laughs> constantly over top of whatever over the sound is. It was noise. it was Brock. <laughs> She was just yeah, walking like on Brock. In a duster and a hat. He may have uh, been into it, though. And he's... <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, Tracy's the type of motherfucker who likes feet, but Brock, the Brock type of homie being who likes on. being stepped on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's been passed out on this road. We don't know for how long. And uh, yeah, In a the drunken whole... stupor. He does seem drunk here. Yeah. yeah, we don't really know what's going on. But he so won't talk about in. Ivy. He's just yeah. that's the thing. He's like he's closed off about Ivy. He won't talk about what's going on. But he helps around the house, so it's fine. Yeah, he fights but with Miami about who gets to do the chores. <laughs> That's the worst part for for Delia. <laughs> She's trying to delegate, but both of both Miami and Brock just went out. I'll do all the jobs. <laughs> Brock's like, both I want to sweep today. <laughs> yeah, I like Brock's fit when he's like doing housework too. The like oh, the pink, apron, uh, apron, the frilly yeah. apron. Yeah, he's like, where do you where do you get a Brock fit? <laughs> <laughs> like, do they sell that on Etsy? The Brock pink frilly apron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh two thousand dollars. Oh shit. Steal his look. Yeah. Well, I got ten bucks. <laughs> no, it's not gonna do it. Okay. So Misty is trying to explain this to Ash, like he liked her and she shot him down. Meanwhile, <laughs> Tracy's right behind him. He's like, Ash, Ash, I wanna talk to got Ash, can I talk I wanna talk to you? Ash, Ash, I need to, I need to talk to you. Ash. Ash. <laughs> Ash I need yeah, to talk during to the whole thing. Misty tells Ash that he's sometimes just about as Gary, and that causes Ash to go into the depression cycle. <laughs> Right, don't mention that Don't name. say that name. Everybody's got a boogeyman in their closet. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Delia is uh, Delia's going to make that crazy pot pie we heard about. Deep dish chili Jesus. dog pizza pot pie. Jesus Christ. Ash is in. She want, he wants some pot pie. That sounds horrible. I can't it's get over terrible. how bad that sounds. <laughs> yeah, Tra- Ash is excited about that. Tracy is still behind him. Like, Ash, hey, tapping his shoulder. Ash, I want to can I talk to you. I got to ask you something. I gotta, mm-hmm. Ash. Ash, can I... Ash, I need to ask you a question. <laughs> yeah, he explodes. Right when uh, uh, Deli is talking about her, like, chocolate dessert, too, or something, I just wrote down Chocapalooza. I don't think that's what she <laughs> called it, but I like that name. Yeah, we'll go with that. She could have She, she could have said that. That's she could have said Chocapalooza. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, yeah, he snaps. Uh, he asks, like, hey, when are we going to go see Oak? And Ash is like, ah, shit forgot all about oak i gotta take this ball to him <laughs> right fuck he's like i don't even care about the chore i care about the trophy and i care about my mom <laughs> yeah he shows off his trophy to his mom uh, and he's like i want to i want i want this to stay here with you and she's like cool now i don't need to get another dumbbell she just starts sweet jazzercising <laughs> <laughs> the outfit and everything yeah the outfit oh the 90s that's like a very 80s thing though that the outfit she was in it's like that like jane fonda workout video yeah thing. <laughs> so uh we're off to the lab ash is excited to see all of the pokemon oak is keeping for him as if he didn't only catch and keep one pokemon in the orange islands <laughs> right <laughs> yeah he okay. caught lapras and snorlax and let's let lapras go oh the snorlax is the only new guy here ash well he wants to see all of his tauros again no, yeah, all 30 of them. Pick which ones he's sending to the grinder for this yeah. winter's hamburger. Which ones are going to get sold to McDonald's? Oh, yes. Polka-Donald's. McPokies. Uh, yeah, as they're walking down the path, one of them mentions Professor Oak, or <laughs> the professor, yeah, and the word Tracy professor. Says, the professor. Yeah. Apparently that's Brock enough too. to trigger Brock. Yeah, because then Misty has to be like, Brock, he means Professor Oak. Yeah, and then Brock's like, oh, I'm okay. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, okay. Meanwhile, Team Rocket's spying in. Yeah, they're they're watching them go to the old geezer's Pokemon paradise. Yeah, and they're talking about how uh, we should probably call the boss and let him know we're still after the twerps. And Meowth's like, no, we can't do that. We can't call the boss or he'll know we never caught Pikachu. 
as yeah. if their like months long absence doesn't say that as well. Well, he just he doesn't want no. it to be a front of mind. I kind of yeah. I kind of get where Meowth is coming from here. Sometimes I'm just like, well, if I don't bring this up to my boss, it it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> they never asked about that project I forgot to finish. Well, I didn't. <laughs> well let's look it over here happened. at these things I did do. <laughs> yeah, oh, interesting. Uh, James even notes that the older Twerp is back. Uh oh. Yeah. What's he doing back at the lab? Nobody seems to be home. And then suddenly Muck falls out of the hallway with Oak, like <laughs> under him or something. Right. Inside of him? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Jelly this whole This whole tackle sequence between all of them, that was something. It's funny. It's kind of yeah. funny. Like, like that's Muck, man. And it's it's interesting because, like, remembering back to, like, when he caught Muck, it was, like, almost a horror show, right? Like, uh, the blob, like, Muck is, and Grimers are these, like, scary things. And, but then this Muck's whole thing has just been that he's, like, really affectionate. Yeah. <laughs> right? He yeah, just that, really that first, loves people. That first episode, it was all about how Muck smells like shit. Right. And you can't be around him. And that's why he sent him back to Oaks. But now oh, uh, Muck seems to smell fine now. Yeah. And, and he's just, like, he just really likes people. He really yeah. likes physical. Yeah, he likes being physical. Maybe part of Muck's diet at Oaks Lab is um, a lot of, like, Car air fresheners. <laughs> yeah, he Musk de- got that he de- new car them. scent. Yeah, he just shoved those little trees down his yeah. throat until <laughs> he starts <laughs> glistening like cinnamon and apples. Oh, Muck, you smell like a pine forest. Oh, delightful. Uh. <laughs> I'll take mine in black ice. I always see that one at the car, at like the, the gas station, black yeah. ice. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I love I just I love a new car scent. Like you can't beat that. Classic new car. Yeah. yeah it's easy. Simple. Easy, breezy. Plus sometimes Beautiful the other... cover girl. <laughs> so, nice. Sometimes the other <laughs> air fresheners are like it's a coin flip on if they're gonna be overwhelming or not. Like mm-hmm. and sometimes like cinnamon is like, holy crap, that's a lot of cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> cinnamon is a very strong scent. It's also yeah. a very strong flavor. Like yeah. it, it, why is cinnamon hot? That right? doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, well, like when it's concentrated, you're like, yeah, because oh, I like I put oh. cinnamon on my pancakes and it's nice and I like that. Then you eat a cinnamon candy and it's like burning. Like, what the fuck is going on with cinnamon these days? Well, there's a few things that we eat that kind of like that, like like mustard or uh, horseradish or ginger. Like all of well, horseradish the, is just those, hot. Those all I think those all have the similar kind of hotness, just like at different extremes, right? So if mm-hmm. they're more concentrated, they kick in. But it's that hotness that you feel like in the back of your throat and your nose and like not yeah. your tongue and clear those sinuses yeah clear your, yeah. those sinuses exactly yeah anyway that's a tight five on um <laughs> peppermint or cinnamon yep. and fucking what were we what car air freshness well, we were talking about how muck smells yeah. fine now and, that, that and then we got really to important. pancakes and horseradish good old pancakes yeah. good old horseradish and so uh, uh and so oak uh <laughs> tells them that hey tells brock oak tells brock that uh ivy sends her regards uh-oh uh-oh so it happens sad. again yeah oh no uh ash hands over the gs ball and then oak offers a tour to the gang or mainly tracy, tracy compliments oak's big ball collection wow you got mm-hmm. a lot of balls you got some big balls there <laughs> oak yeah let me see them <laughs> oak i really like your balls uh, Ash, wow, thank you. Ash, she's Snorlax eating apples. Uh, and then, uh, well, Ash, she's Snorlax. 
Snorlax is eating apple. Ash doesn't yeah. see Snorlax while he's eating apples. And then yeah, Snorlax, Snorlax falls, asleep. falls asleep right away. When it's snoring, it's happy, Tracy says. And I feel like Snorlax is both the easiest Pokemon to care for and the hardest. Like, well, you feed him food and he's out for three days. For like, sure. For sure. You they, don't have to worry about him. This is another one, kind of like Muck, where if we think about like the episode he was caught to now, the extreme of his nature has been quelled substantially. Mm-hmm. Because you're right, you just feed him and he goes to sleep. And here he's eating some apples, he goes to sleep. Fine, we can handle that. But when they found him, he was causing actual economic impact, right? The kind that would <laughs> would spiral for years in that region of the Orange Islands and perhaps globally, depending on, on who relies on that grapefruit. He could have caused famine on those islands. He could have. Like, like he was wiping them out. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe upon catching a Pokemon, the Pokeball has like different effects on, on said Pokemon over time. Like the Pokeball releases scents for muck to make mm. him smell good. Snorlax, the Pokeball gives him an automatic like gastric bypass surgery to, to make his stomach really small. <laughs> right. And he doesn't have to eat as much. No, he, he, it gives him an Ozempic prescription. <laughs> <laughs> so after Snorlax, we see Ash's herd of Tauros. Uh, Oak notes they love the wide open spaces, and then uh, Ash lets the Tauros he had in the Orange League back into the herd. So there's 30 of them now, and hey, there's Kingler. Cookie, cookie. Yeah, he looks happy. Yeah, very but, much just a, a guy saying cookie. Oak flexes a little bit. Well, I am a world famous Pokemon expert. <laughs> of Fucking course, I, I raise them good. I'm like, all right, yeah. Oak with that uh, Obama giving himself a medal meme. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think a, I think a good version of that meme would be Oak doing the same. <laughs> Oak giving himself a medal. That would go hard. So uh, Oak notes Tracy's sketches. He'd be happy to take a look at them. So we're back inside, and uh, Tracy is scared shitless. <laughs> yeah, Oak's, Oak's rifling through that sketchbook, and, and Tracy's so nervous. And he, he says that one thing that all nervous people say, good thing I'm not nervous. <laughs> <laughs> As he shakes the couch. With his, yeah. like, leg movements. <laughs> right, it's like an earthquake, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, when suddenly Team Rocket lowers a giant tent on the lab. That's, Showtime. This is, this is the tent. This is yeah. the tent in the This is uh, the titular the tent. Yep. Uh, Jigglypuff appears on the upside. She can't get through it, though. Well, we Uh-oh. get some good lines yeah. when they lower the tent. Meowth says, kids won't be happy campers when they see that tent. And Jesse goes, Pikachu won't get away now that we have the whole place covered. Oh, those are both pretty good. And I think uh, I think it's Oak that says, it looks like a circus. And yeah. then suddenly, boom, tightrope. Yeah, the greatest act yet. <laughs> Prepare for trouble in the greatest act yet. Better make that double because we don't use a net. Uh-oh. Oh, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. <laughs> Very yeah. dangerous. And of course, it's Jesse in the tamer outfit and then uh, James in the tights. Yeah, they're on the, a unicycle me, on the tightrope. And this and is clown really, suit. this is really great. The the gang starts clapping. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. <laughs> They're like, "Good performance." <laughs> I mean, it's it's impressive. I mean, it there is, is no net, so I know they've got talent. Team Rocket has talent. Oh, yeah. They just keep putting it in the wrong direction. They need to just open a business. Yeah, they, they've got the acumen. They just yep. need to they need to put it into the right channels here. Exactly. So Brock wonders if they'll have one of those classic side shows. Uh, Ash just says, "Nah, just three freaks." Bird. <laughs> uh, the question they question Team Rocket questions. Team Rocket Brock. questions Brock about IV. Yeah, that why he's not with her, and uh, he goes to press up onto the tightrope. 
that is so funny. It's so good. He just like teleports up there all sad. (laughs) With the parasol. Yeah, James goes, he took my parasol. (laughs) And so uh, uh, Ash sends Muck at them. Lickitung comes out from Jesse. Muck runs straight to Jesse, right past (laughs) Lickitung. Right, ignores Lickitung entirely. Oak says that Muck loves humans and it's not too particular which kind. So Oak is just saying, Muck will fuck anything that moves. Oh, huge burn. Huge yeah. burn. Meow says, a slobbering over Jesse, revolting. For which one? <laughs> burn. Wow, they're all burning hey, oh. Jesse right now. <laughs> she deserves it. So Let's then we get Victory Bell. She's a real Bell. dick to the guys. Then we get Victory Bell, and here's your vor fetish moment. Just eats <laughs> James right away. Nice, and Meowth has it. a good pun about it. He's in over his head. Uh, How long have you been sitting on that one, Meow? <laughs> like 40 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so Muck tackles him and Meowth, absorbs a razor leaf, Didn't and James cut it. tells Victor Bell to get stuck on Muck. Boom. He's going to try to eat him. Yeah, just kind of absorbs him. Uh, Ash has Muck go for a poison gas. Victory Bell just kind of puffs up and whoop, whoop. He looks sick. Muck's out. Yeah. Going, James uh, goes, lucky Mucky. Like a tongue slobbers. Slobber it so we can clobber it, Jesse says. That's a sweet sentence. I don't know how much licking a pile of sludge will do to it. Well, and we see that when we yeah. get the great line, oh no, Muck likes it. <laughs> <laughs> Muck's, Muck is a freak. Yeah. <laughs> and then Muck and Lickitung looked, gazed into each other's eyes, and it played romantic music, and they ran over a, a field of, of flowers and, and lived happily ever after. I can't see me loving nobody but you as they like prance over as the candy frolic, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's great. So uh, I, with with this licking, I've got a question from Alex who says, okay. uh, Lickitung licks Muck in this episode. Which Pokemon do you think is the worst one to lick? Muck? Slugma? Trubbish? Skuntank? Discuss. Oh no, we've gone into future Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. So, okay, with my very limited view, well, you've talked about what's the Pokemon you've mentioned that they say is like as hot as the sun? Because that, well, I mean, you, your tongue would just disappear. That's Megcargo, which is the evolution of Slugma. Slugma well, is just that'd lava. Be, that'd be pretty bad. Yeah, it's a <laughs> slug made out of magma. I think licking muck would make you sick, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trubbish is the trash bag Pokemon from Gen 5. Also, that'd just be gross. But it's just garbage, that might actually yeah. not be harmful. Just gross. And Skuntank is a skunk, giant skunk. Oh, I would, I would lick that. Of all the four, I would lick the skunk. <laughs> I mean, it'd be bad, but like, be okay. I mean, skunks are just like cats with like a stink pouch. Yeah, I would go Trubbish because he's not That's all answer, exposed too. trash. Right, like his arms are trash that has poked through the bags, but you know his face is like still the bag. Is he gonna so. lick his face or lick so his arm? I'll, I'll lick his face. Yeah, nice, nice. I'll lick Trubbish in the face. <laughs> So who would be the worst to lick? We're kind of between, so the Slugma evolution sounds pretty bad. Yeah, it'll kill but you. But Muck is honestly t- not a great lick lick e either, right? No. <laughs> lick <laughs> Yeah, lick e. <laughs> you know, I don't really want to lick Jolteon. It's It'd just, be hard to lick that makes your tongue kind of, yeah. It'd be hard to lick. Yeah, that's a different tough. answer than the worst lick. This yeah. is like the most challenging <laughs> lick. <laughs> Let's rank all the Pokemon on how hard they would pee to lick. To, to lick. You gotta <laughs> wrangle them. <laughs> I mean, there's so many Pokemon that are just, like, externally poisonous. Right. That they talk about. I mean, Vanillite would be, like, the best one. 
Oh, that's ice, ice cream. cream cone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the apple pie one. Look that one. Yeah. Yeah, you like the apple pie one, don't you? <laughs> I'm, I'm compelled, You've mentioned confused, it quite a few and times. aroused by the <laughs> apple pie Pokemon, which I know so little about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's I, I mean, those seem to be like the the pretty bad ones. I mean, all the rock ones would be pretty bad. I'm like, I don't want to lick dirt. Yeah, just like not a great time. Not a great time for anybody right. involved. No. But you, but just some very specific person is really into licking onyx, though. Yeah. Well, that'll kill it. And speak to water. Oh, things. right. That's how you it'll, defeat a lot. It'll onyx. go down really Saliva. easy. Spit on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for that question, Alex. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it, is. it was a question. Sure. It, was, it was a crazy one. <laughs> Hope we did like, it justice. This, those are my favorite kind of questions, though. The ones that make True. us like the just um, out of pocket. Really think, you know. Really yeah. question our, our oh, moral this is a standings. tough one. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> If you had to pick one Pokemon to lick, what would it be? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> the best to lick. Well, yeah, you called it. Vanillite's up there. Vanillite, so. yeah. Anyway. All right, let's get back to the episode. So yeah. Muck has them licked, right? Like, Lickitung licks it. He's sick. Muck wins. That's cool. Now, outside the tent, Luke Skywalker from Episode 6, Return of the Jedi, appears at Jabba the Hutt's, uh, whatever you call it, hidden Hang the out. Hut, his hut? Jabba yeah, the Hutt's hut? I guess, yeah. Jabba yeah. the Hutt's hut. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, a stranger in Jedi robes walks up to Jigglypuff. I'll take it from here. Now, we don't actually know who this is yet. And then back inside, Victor Bell goes for a sleep powder, which, again, I'll ask every time, why don't you just start with this shit? I know. It's, it's an such insta a win. thing. Yeah. Whatever. Muck falls asleep. Uh, Team Rocket throws some rings over everybody that uh, seem to tie them all up. It's some magic shit going on here. And then we get another fucking vacuum, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're all tied up. Watch this super suction vacuum. We'll clean you right out. That's Jesse with the sweet <laughs> sentence. Vacuum sucking up all the balls. We get another sweet sentence. The twerps Pokemon's loss is great news for the boss. And so it's pulling all the balls off the shelf and it's pulling in Tracy's sketches and it's pulling in Brock. <laughs> Oh, no. And Brock's sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Meowth goes in and interrogates him. What? Why are you back here? Why aren't you with Ivy? And uh, him saying Ivy makes him teleport back onto the tightrope. Wow, that was like a get out of trouble move. also this, hilarious again. This sadness is like an ability at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it causes him to teleport. And then there goes the GS ball. There goes the GS ball. So the whole MacGuffin of the of the Orange Islands has been captured by a team rocket. But then what's this? The tent Whoosh. gets cut. Slash. Jigglypuff flies away with the tent in the wind. The team rocket balloon crashes. What is going on, Kellen? The shadowy man has a Nido Queen. Wow, it can't be Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker only has a Nido King. <laughs> I don't remember that part of the movie. You probably don't remember any parts of that movie. I watched one of them. <laughs> You're the type of motherfucker who like would be like, <laughs> I watched Star Wars. I saw episode two, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> oh, I saw I saw the first one that came okay. out, A New okay. Hope. I was oh, forced okay. to, so that's why right. I saw it. That's good. Anyway, uh, no, this is Gary. Right. Yeah. That's the reveal. Oak's grandson, Gary, Ash's rival. And he's got this baller Nidoqueen with him. Just like a big armored motherfucker. Very cool. Versus Lickitung. Uh, he yells, grab that tongue. And Nidoqueen swings it around by the tongue, hits in a team rocket. It's pretty sweet. Because in the background, we have the electric guitar gym theme going, which is just epic, and I love it. And yeah, so yeah, it's a pretty sweet sequence, because then goes for a mega punch, sends them all into a tree, and then Jesse throws Meowth in, who tries to scratch Nidoqueen's tits. 
And uh, it does nothing. <laughs> it does nothing, no. Mm. Yeah, Meowth laments, not as sharp as I used to be. Yeah, his nails are just totally broken at this point. Strength right. from Nidoqueen sends Team Rocket blasting off again. Now Nidoqueen frees the rest of the gang and Oak. How you doing, Grandpa? And Go- Gary's whole atmosphere here is completely different. And you know what else kind of correlates with that? Like, he's kind of cool and calm and not nearly as jerkish as before. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else What else is different, Kellen, with Gary? Um, he got a haircut. He doesn't have his cheerleaders. Oh, my God. I didn't even notice that. And I think that's actually huge to the what character the evolution here. He has finally realized that that was fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's growing up. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know. How did I not notice that? What the hell's wrong with me? Yeah, that's a pretty big oversight. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, well, I was more con- I was more focused on the music in this. At this well, that's point. good. Vibes are hard. The vibes are going hard because Needle Queen is like is letting everybody out of the ropes, and there's this like this little eight bit version of the Pokemon theme, and it's oh, like an eight bit yeah. version that that you would hear today. And it's like very modern eight hmm. bit version, and then we get a song that I think was from Stadium. Oh, really? Yeah, I recognized it from Stadium. I don't know if it was in the anime first or if it was in Stadium first, but I'm pretty sure that it was the same song. Oh, that's yeah. cool. I, I didn't yeah. catch that, actually. Neat. Yeah, they all compliment Gary, though. Uh, of course, Ash doesn't like that. Everybody except for Ash, so Ash gets sad. And then Ash goes into this, like, moody bragger bragging episode. <laughs> I'm the Orange Island Victor, and I did better at you than the league, Yeah, bitch. Gary's like, you didn't, it, didn't, it didn't help you against Team Rocket. Yeah. <laughs> kind of true. And then he also says like he's stronger now than he was at the Indigo League. And so Ash challenges him to a battle and we of get a course. cliffhanger. <gasps> yeah. And, and the, the narrator gets a sweet sentence from me, which doesn't happen that often. Will Ash have the hometown advantage or is he about to become the local loser? Find out next time. They're both from Ballot Town, though. Right. But so. Yeah. So it's I don't not know what the advantage. fuck the announcer is on, but whatever. Anyway, that's the episode. The literary hour. This is where I try to compare it to a piece of literature. It never works out well. But I did pick a book here. Okay. And this is uh, called I think it always works out well. Oh, okay. You're right. It always always works out perfectly. It's an amazing segment. It's the best thing to just take an episode and be like, Pokemon is just like... Hamlet. uh, Everything's like Hamlet. Like fucking Shakespeare. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so... Uh, the it. novel Something Wicked This Way Comes by oh. Ray Bradbury. And the trope that I'm looking at here is like the evil circus comes to town, right? So a bit of a stretch here, but it's that that is sort of what I felt about like the Team Rocket bit here is that the twisted, horrible, evil circus has arrived mm-hmm. in Palette and has trapped them in circus mayhem forever. Something Wicked This Way Comes is about like a couple kids and like a small, you know, everywhere america sort of midwestern town uh and the circus comes to town and it's full of like weird stuff around it and as they sort of like learn about it there's more and more like kind of dark dark stuff that they sort of uh uncover and get wrapped up into and it's like a bit of like a horror fantasy novel right so yeah that's my uh comparison for this week also the name something wicked this way comes is great it's and it, it apparently it's a, a reference it's that's a shakespeare reference so we're talking about shakespeare uh macbeth i think it's said uh in reference to the witches from macbeth is what mm. I am not at all reading off of wikipedia <laughs> i got one for you then 
Okay. You said you said circus, evil yeah, circus. circus comes so to town. Yeah, it made me. Circus. It reminded me of uh, a series of unfortunate events. Uh, okay. The car- carnivorous carnival. Oh, um, nice. The ser- a series of unfortunate events. If you don't know, it's a, it's like a twelve book series. Uh, it's like a children's novel series um, about the this group of, this, these three kids who lose their parents in a house fire, and they um, start to discover weird things about their parents that they had like the secret life. All the while, they are trying to escape their like distant cousin, Count Olaf, from stealing their their fortune. Played by Jim Carrey in the movie, right? And Neil Patrick Harris in the Netflix series. Oh, yes, cool. Um, anyway, so the the carnivorous carnival is this whole thing where uh, uh, it's been a while, but I think Count Olaf like comes to the carnival and and like owns it, buys it off the previous owners, and does this whole thing where the kids are like this are pretending to be this three headed person and they're part of the freak <laughs> show of the carnival. Okay. And Count Olaf does this whole thing where he has this pit of lions and. At the end of the week, we're going to pull one name and the name of that freak from the sideshow will get pushed into the lions live <laughs> in the circus and they will be eaten and killed. And so he's going to try to do this, get the, the kids fortune by pushing them into the, the pit of lions. And it's very fucking dark. <laughs> that does sound dark. So yeah. it's kind of amusing, though. For a kid's, for a kid's book, too. It's very, very weird. <laughs> I mean, I I always love when kids stuff is like <laughs> a little bit bizarre. Yeah. Anyway, that's what uh, that's what made me think. That's so, a good one. So, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't familiar with that. Yeah, that book. Uh, Pokemon: A Tent Situation is just like a series of unfortunate events, the Carnivorous Carnival, because is. there is a circus tent, and that's <laughs> that's why it's just well, it's like the, that. Book. It's the overall trope, right? They both they both live and flourish in the trope of the evil circus. That's yeah. perfect, Kellen. It's it's sound. <laughs> All right, so let's we're gonna let's rank, rank the episode bastard. now. This is the four for the plastic ping pong picture objective rankings. We pull two categories for every episode. Rank them based on those categories. What do we got first, Kellen? First category will be silly Pikachu moments. Um. Okay. So we don't get too much Pikachu, unfortunately. Not a lot of Pikachu. The, the very beginning. When yep. everyone's happy to get back to Palette, uh, I did say that Pikachu looked freakishly happy. You get this look at his face right at the beginning, and he looks he, he, he looks really jacked. Like, he, he is pumped on something. He's got this big, goofy smile, and I thought that was amusing. And then there's uh, Delia being happy to see Pikachu over Ash. Oh, yeah, Ash, that's a good and one. He, Pikachu doesn't care about Ash in that moment either, <laughs> which is funny. Yeah, he's enjoying it. Um, does Pikachu clap for Team Rocket? I gotta find that out. I don't know. Because if he claps for Team Rocket, that's like an easy five points right there. No, that's true. They all clap. I don't think they all did. I know did Ash and Oak do. Hmm. But if Pikachu does, then... Nah, he doesn't. Aw. It is just Ash and Oak. So it's a little low then, really. But he's happy about it. He's smiling. Okay, yeah. He's fun. He's bringing (laughs) the vibes. But it doesn't give it a nice showcase, so... yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go low, unfortunately, but I I mean there is still the energy of silly Pikachu, but it's a it's a three for me. Three, actually a yeah. three point three three. I like I like thirds. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. Th- yeah, I'm in the three zone. I'm gonna go three point eight. Okay, that's, that's good a score. three point five six five for silly Pikachu moments. Second category will be the world's worst detectives. Ooh, so let's really point out <laughs> very obvious thing. Uh, uh, well, there's whole, Delia's whole thing of walking in circles. 
stepping on yes, bras. Yes, I'm going to count that. that. kind of hilarious. I can't have anything specific, though. When they realize that uh, Brock is upset about Ivy, one of them says, something must have happened. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that is exactly what I like out of the detective <laughs> moment. <laughs> is when they really give us a lot of insight verbally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, other than that, I don't really know. Oh, it, it looks like a circus. Yeah. Just kind of up there. Yeah. I don't know. These aren't these aren't really great though. No. Um, but a little bit higher than my three point three. I'm gonna go a four. Whoa, a four. It is low. Oh, though. Damn. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say uh I'm I'm gonna go four point two. Oh, okay, you're low as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're on the same page. So that's a four point one and a grand total of three point eight three two five. For a tense situation, let's move on to the rivalry revival. Right, so we get the recap from the narrator. Basically tell, tells us about the whole Ivy situation. That's an open thread. And then leads us up to what's going on with Gary. And that's in media res. Jump into it. The Gary battle. Tense staring. Gary offers up a 1v1 battle. So it's going to be short and sweet. One Pokemon each. Yeah, which is really lame. Yeah, I actually... I actually one on one? thought, on. given that this was called a rivalry revival, that we would get a good old 6v6 and the whole episode yeah. would be a Gary Ash battle. Um, but it's not. <laughs> also, the announcer notes this is their first battle together, which I didn't is even realize. Actually, that's bizarre. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy when you think about it. But yeah, well, like every I know time you play Ash... the games, you fight the bastard so many times. Yeah. But like, I guess thinking back on it, every time Ash sees Gary, Gary is like, I'm miles ahead of you. I'm, I don't need to bother with you. And they didn't fight in the league either, so crazy okay so, yeah crazy wow that's one of those things that you almost like inject memories in your exactly, head exactly right? like yeah. i swear i saw them fight but no yeah so uh he's gonna go for pikachu of course ashes and gary goes for eevee oh my god guys it's just like pokemon yellow crazy wow. right so i uh i never really played yellow um but i read that on bulbapedia so walk me through that in in the opening of yellow Instead of choosing the three starters, you get a Pikachu, right? Yeah, and Gary gets an Eevee. And then oh, okay. depending on how you fare in the f- in the first rival battle and the optional one at the beginning of the game on the route to the Victory League uh, determines what Gary evolves his Eevee into. So if you win both, oh, he evolves it into Jolteon, which is like the hardest one. If you win one of them, but lose the other or skip the other. Uh, he does Clarion, which is like the neutral matchup against Pikachu. And then if you lose the first one and then lose or skip the second one, he evolves it into Vaporeon, which is the easiest matchup against Pikachu. Okay, cool. So it's, yeah, kind of a difficulty uh, adjustment. Yeah. Yep. Now, that does sound like s- some sort of reference here. Like Yellow would have been out already, but not for a long time. Would have been pretty fresh, right? Kind mm-hmm. of still, it was sort of like the stopgap game before Gen 2. Yeah, no, that seems like a good reference. Yeah, Yellow came out in Japan on September 12th, 98. This, episode, 99 in this episode dropped October of 99, yeah, in Japan. Yeah, it's about a year turnaround. Yeah, so definitely a, a reference to that. Right. So Ash taunts Gary about his league placements again. Um, <laughs> Gary so doesn't cocky. care. Pikachu goes for a quick attack. Eevee goes for a reflect. Well, Hold on, sorry. I've got I've got a point we get, we get into there, but some Tracy bullshit. Tracy Ooh. said that look at the look at the Eevee. He's ready to evolve. Eevees need a stone to evolve. <laughs> That's not how it works. Yeah, <laughs> Even I know um, that Tracy. Yeah, but we we've seen things of a Pokemon is is ready or not. It's like I think he means like mentally ready. Oh, 
you think that like I can tell from his vibes? Like I yeah. I, I see how his eyes are and and he his whole demeanor just screams i am sick of this skin <laughs> i want a new flesh suit <laughs> yes exactly right yeah but if we pull tracy's bullshit i will give you it because okay, it okay. doesn't make sense yes yeah yeah so uh quick attack evie goes for a reflect pikachu kind of breaks through it barely and the reflect makes like this like yellow barrier yeah i've never seen a reflect like that tracy Whoa. says didn't feel that evie attack at it. all yeah so uh, Thunderbolt from Pikachu, Eevee goes for a double pe- double team. Pikachu tries to bolt through the clones, but Ash is like, it's no use, save your electric energy, blah, 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 blah. Eevee goes for a takedown. <laughs> Agility, woo, 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 dodges the takedown. Goes for a thunder, but Eevee jumps in with a skull bash. Hits gets it before the thunder gets off. Pikachu goes flying, lets out the electricity, hits nothing, goes nowhere. He falls to the ground, Pikachu's out, dead. Ash holds him as he perishes in his arms tonight. Must have it's been very something dark. I said. Very Snaps dark. all around. Yeah, thank you. Right, so Ash is like a tough battle, but you did great. And and Oak's impressed with, well, both of them, but he's impressed with Gary. Uh, you know, Gary, and Gary is bringing a maturity here that we have not seen from him before at all, right? Like, mm-hmm. like he actually dispatches with Ash in a competent way, but also not an overly proud way, right? Like, he's not gloating. Um, he's gloating a little, but he's not gloating as much as Ash. Would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Ash would be like literally rubbing it in his face. Oh, Ash could. would like pull down his pants and take a shit all over his shoes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Muck might be into that though. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> Gary does that like little ball spin thingy on his hand cool, that yeah. basketball players do. Is neat. And off he goes. He's too mature for Ash's bullshit these days. Mm-hmm. And Ash, Ash is like, it'll be different next time. <laughs> Gary just waves it off. Like, whatever. Yeah, he's like, I don't care. Sure it will. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe eventually you'll you'll get a hit in. All right, so we get a cut, and now Ash is daydreaming. Contemplating kinda, his existence. He is. He's just watching the clouds pass. And then Misty goes, you want to know where Gary is? He's on a new journey already. You got to oh, not. Fuck? You're sitting here wallowing, and he's he's making moves. That, that's all we get there. It's a very quick one because we go into the into the lab. Oak is examining the GS ball. He's not getting any info on though. it. Yeah. yeah. Ash asks Oak about Gary. Oak's stumped about the ball. Misty mentions Ivy, and Brock goes down again. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. And Tracy goes, "I'm a Pokemon watcher, but watch what you say around Brock." So Oak tells Ash Gary is headed out west to Johto, mm. the Johto League, and Oak explains it. He's like, "It's a league. You gotta go around collecting badges. When you get eight badges, it's the same fucking thing as the <laughs> Indigo League." Oak. He explains the exact same thing, except for Johto. Yeah, he. Could. But also, so I read that this is like what, the first time that they name a region besides Orange Islands, which isn't like an official region. But Bobopedia says that. So they never explicitly call Indigo League. They never call it Kanto. They the have to have. I don't believe According that. to Bobopedia, they don't refer to it as Kanto. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like They have to have said it somewhere. It's just here. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I don't know, man. It's just where we be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, either way. That surprised me too, though, if true. Mm-hmm. So Ash decides he's going to go to Johto too. He's got to catch up to Gary. And I know as hard here, as he can. Yeah. I noted here we're looking across the like the pastures of Oaks of Oaks Lab. How many fucking Rhyhorn and Rhydon are in this thing? No, really, they're, they're everywhere. <laughs> it's like they drew a Rhyhorn and a Rhydon and then just copy pasted them all across the pasture. That's 
probably what they did. They're all over the place. I think they, you know, a lot of the times they animate for people like me who just aren't that visually observant. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's, you're supposed to be looking at the main focus of the shot, but right. no, not but to it's, me. It's interesting, though. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Misty tells Ash he's been lazy, though, since he won the, the Orange League. I that's have why not. He lost, that's why he lost to Gary. Oh. Well, Brock jumps in with some interesting news. You two don't get along without me, but with me around, you're going to eat right, you're going to train right. What's this, Brock's back? Oh my god, Brock's back. Holy. He's in the gang again. And you know what? I think I think that marks the point where we can officially put horny Brock moments back in the 4-4. Let's do it. Let's do it. What a, a claps all around. <laughs> Momentous occasion. Listen to this. I've got Brock horny moments, horny Brock moments in my hand. I got the 4-4 in the other. And there it is, back in. There it is, folks. Incredible. Momentous occasion. A category has returned (laughs) to the four-poor. After being perched outside for so long, he is Because they got rid of Brock. Mm -hmm. Well, they want to get going right away. (laughs) They're looking, and Misty goes, uh, West is this way. (laughs) (laughs) Either way. It won't be opposite Jono. (laughs) Wherever West is. Whatever. Who knows? So, uh, Oak gives the GS ball back to Ash here. He's uh, he's like, hey, there's a there's a guy named Kurt in Johto. He's a Pokeball designer. If anybody knows anything about how to get this ball open or what the deal is with this thing, it's going to be him. So take this ball to Kurt. It's not even going to take you out of your way in the Johto League. He lives in Azalea Town. This is what we know of Johto so far. Uh, yeah, it's a guy it's named Kurt. Gyms. <laughs> it's got a it's got a league. It's there's a guy named Kurt and he lives in Azalea <laughs> Town. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, Oak asks Ash, like, I-, I think you'd like meeting Kurt. And Ash is like, yeah, he Kurt's like a big celebrity. As if 30 seconds ago, Oak didn't just pull up Kurt's picture and Ash went, who's that? <laughs> Maybe it's one of those things you just heard the name. <laughs> Maybe. But, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm picking up what you're stepping in here. That I think that Ash is just like trying to talk big. He's like, oh, yeah, that Kurt. Yeah, I totally <laughs> no, knew that, that, that guy. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is, uh, yeah, he's like the coolest guy ever. Oh, yeah, Captain Captain Kirk. Yeah. yeah no, I just yeah. misheard you. I thought you said yeah. Kirk, not Kurt. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love William Shatner. Yeah, I love William Shatner. Yeah. I love when he sings the Canadian national anthem. It's so good. <laughs> oh, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> His version is really funny. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, first stop is going to be New Bark Town. Then there's Translates a whole thing about a fucking town where winds, winds of new beginnings blow. Yeah, and then the winds like break the windows or something. Yeah, it was like really cheesy. The yeah. wind blows. <laughs> the new wind and the wind blows through the windows. And but more importantly, break. New Bark Town is where all trainers have to go to sign up for Johto League. Right, so it's, it's where you start. Yeah. The, 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 then there's a whole thing of like uh, Brock knows where they're going or something, and Misty's like, yeah, not if there's any pretty girls along the way. And Brock's like, yeah, I, I do like girls more than geography. So yeah, at least he's self-aware. At least, uh, I guess. So <laughs> I mean that that was that was a pretty ham-fisted joke. <laughs> I'm cooking Brock's hands for Easter dinner because that was ham-fisted. <laughs> Hilarious. Thank and then the final shot before we go to commercial break is just Tracy staring blankly past the camera. <laughs> and I think it was supposed to mean like, That's okay, it. he's thinking a yeah. lot, things are moving, but yeah. it was a little bit serial killer looking. <laughs> was and then this Tracy. guy's not gonna take my place in the gang if i have right. anything to say about it brock's gonna go to a, take a shower later and not come back <laughs> i forced my way into this journey and i'm not gonna leave 
There can only be one freakish tall guy who's creepy. I'm the only one that's allowed a foot fetish. Yeah. Uh, I'm the only one who draws weird pictures of girls. <laughs> Tracy, that kind of homie who uh, kills people he's jealous of. Yeah. Tracy, yeah. that kind of homie joke coming full circle. <laughs> Tracy, that kind of homie who gets 25 to life. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Delia packs underwear for Ash. Of course, we're back. Yeah, so yeah. gang's at Ash's mom, and a Ash's mom goes on that whole fresh underwear thing again. She loves bringing that up. It's like the only time he gets his underwear cleaned, maybe. I don't know. It's really <laughs> weird. <laughs> oh, oh uh, for poor idea. How clean do we think Ash's underwear is in this episode? <laughs> Oh, that's good, because it's like, context <laughs> is important. It's like, how long yes. since she's been in Pallet? How many pairs <laughs> did she give him? What is the Has he uh, changed them lately? Yeah. How much yeah, have, uh, dirt have is he sitting access in? access to possibly laundry, you know? <laughs> I'll put it in if you want, but that was mostly a joke, but it's kind of funny. Uh, you, you know what? I'm mostly a joke is my middle name, so I'm <laughs> I'm here for it. I need, we need more of those weird categories anyway. Yeah. I'm down so, for it. All right. Ash's uh, underwear dirtiness level. So so <laughs> is the more dirty the higher the score, or is cleaner the higher the score? I think dirtiest is Okay. Is, we're here uh, for the dirty undies. <laughs> the dirty undie ball. <laughs> dirty is Ash's Yeah, we need a snappy title. Give us give us snappy title suggestions for that category. Yeah, in the, the comments. comments below. The dirty undie ball. We need a title. And if we pick one of yours, we'll uh we'll shout <laughs> you out, of course. Of course. Anyway, that's a good idea. I like that. So, uh, uh, sorry. Yeah, Delia's packing this underwear because Oak already told her that Ash is off to Johto. Ash seems very disappointed by all this. He's like, oh, you seem happy that I'm leaving again. And she <laughs> kind of does. She'd be devastated. Yeah. But Delia's going to make like a big dinner to say goodbye again. And uh, But someone has to go pick up some things from the shop. And so Brock and Miami fight over who gets to go to the market. Yeah, and, huge war. and buy the things. And so they run off together to the market, uh, but no one took the shopping list, so Ash has to go now. They forgot the list. Not the list. Now we get a that cut, funny. and Team Rocket, beaten, battered, and bruised, is on the road. I'd sell my soul to rest my souls. I need a pause for my pause. Perfect. <laughs> if we see the sign, pallets in one mile, and uh, Miel says, look sharp. Brings out his claws. <laughs> oh, it sure does. And then just gets scratched. I don't know why. They're they're in a, a mood. Yeah. But who do they see but Gary coming forward? Yeah, and they talk about like, oh, we can get the twerp and we can get Pikachu. They want to kidnap and a rat. <laughs> they want to kidnap Gary. They Not his Pokemon. Gary. Gary. Yeah. <laughs> He'll get a handsome sum from the boss. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, so after losing Mewtwo, <laughs> I have my ultimate Pokemon, Gary. <laughs> The whole stealing Pokemon thing is is bad in Universe 2, but uh, Giovanni going the human trafficking route just uh, turned a whole new page on this anime, huh? Yes, the crimes have just gotten way too real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then suddenly a giant fucking soundstage comes out of nowhere. The, and they were they were so know, battered man. and bruised, I poor, don't know. no food, they're hungry, their feet hurt, and suddenly they have conjured this, like, million-dollar electric stadium with a screen. Got no fucking idea. I don't know either. <laughs> How fast they did that? They're the world's greatest stagehands. They should be roadies. Oh, they would be incredible they roadies. They assemble real fast. Jesus they could Christ. They could make tours so much more efficient. Mm-hmm. 
So um, we're up on stage, so prepare for trouble. It's curtains for you, so make a double, blah, blah, blah. During the whole model, we get cuts to Gary just kind of walking. He he's just looking smug. He's not reacting. He walks right on by. He's on a different road here. <laughs> he just took a different turn in the road. Doesn't even acknowledge that he's gone. <laughs> walking past during it. Wow. And so Jesse and James walk off. Leaving Meowth just hanging there because he was on a rope spring or me from this spring bungee it's on like a yeah. bungee thing yeah so back at home there's dinner now the mu- the music playing here uh is like Poké Center music I think right bum, 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 yes bum, like bum, that that yeah, yeah it's Pokemon yeah. Center note how fast I knocked that one out Jesus oh Christ. yes you're great go me anyway uh yeah it's a whole sequence long sequence about this food is really good wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is delicious. I actually like that from my anime, though, because I like <laughs> I like how weird. food looks in anime. Uh, you got to know that it tastes good, too. Oh, yeah. You got to feel it. Well, because then you get lots of close-ups of the food. So we've got some hambagu steaks. I think some duck. We've got tomago and then like a bunch of fruit. Uh, actually, Delhi didn't make this. Brock made dinner. We Brock find made out. it. Mm. And Misty's like, you must have found a great cookbook with ivy. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> dun, is, dun, this dun, is, dun. This is uh, the most unnecessary exposition from Misty ever. She's yeah. like, wow, Brock made this. He must have found a really good cookbook when he was on Valencia Island with Professor Ivy. <laughs> Ivy, so that triggers the sadness again. Like he could have just been like, "Wow, he must have found a good cookbook." (laughs) I know that's it. it. That's (laughs) it. You didn't need to connect cookbook with Ivy. That's not even and Valencia Island. Right. Like all the details. Let's give all of the details of his past here. Let's just really fuck him up. Well, you must have found a really good cookbook when you stopped journeying with us at the beginning of the Orange <laughs> Island arc and helped Ivy on her island. So then we picked up Tracy and Lapras and had a whole adventure, right? Yeah, cookbook? then we went, we went across uh, a bunch of orange-themed, citrus-themed islands <laughs> and got uh, four badges in various weird uh, different kinds of gym badges or battles. And then uh, we went to the, the Pokemon League. Ash caught a Snorlax at some point, by the way. We went to the Orange League and Ash fought uh, a Ditto and... Uh, an Electabuzz and a Venusaur and a Dragon Knight and uh And you must have gotten a really good cookbook uh, from Ivy. <laughs> what the fuck else did Drake have? Onyx. He had an Onyx. He had an Onyx. Gengar. He had a Gengar. Gengar. And then we went back to Palatown and we saw you. And then I said, You must have found a really good cookbook on Valencia Island uh when you were working with Professor Ivy. And then you got really depressed. And that was That, that brings was us to right now. Yeah. <laughs> So they just kind of ignore this. And Oak says, well, you're going to see some new Pokemon out west. So what do we get? Brand new decks. Gives Ooh, it to Ash, loaded with that's new fun. Pokemon. Yeah. I like that. That's good. And that's, to... and that's when Tracy drops a real bomb here subtly. Oh, well, that'll no. be great to see the Pokemon you send to me and Oak. <gasps> you and Oak? You and Oak? What? So yeah, Tracy explains, he's going to stay behind. He's going to be Professor Oak's assistant. And Oak's like, as soon as I saw his drawings, I knew he wanted to be, I, I knew he would be a great assistant. He finally mustered up the courage to ask. <laughs> or something Yeah, I wonder like when this all happened. Yeah, that's what he says. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not word for word. And so Tracy <laughs> says that this is kind of Ash's inspiration. He taught me to just go for it, right? To really live your dreams and 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 see them through. And, and that's actually pretty cool that Tracy found inspiration in his yeah. friend. And then Ash says, that's right, Trace, and what I really want now is seconds. <laughs> Dick said. But we get an interruption. Those seconds might have to wait, Ash. Team Rocket, I mean, some news reporters burst in, covered this special occasion alive. So they're 
Team Rocket is in the news reporter outfits. Uh, they busted. They're they're saying that they want to like I don't know document that they heard about ash or something. Uh, but basically they're just making taking close ups of the food and sampling it a little bit. I mean a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they haven't eaten in a while. I don't think. Right. They don't get they don't get uh, good food much at all. Nope, they are starving. <laughs> and while they're doing this though, o- Oak is catching strays out here, as the kids say. They're like, what a young, attractive, vibrant group. Mostly, Mostly. Panta Oak. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they eat more of the food too. Uh, Brock is like, you guys look familiar. So Jesse reminds him, we're coming to you live. L-I-V-E, live. <laughs> And the I-V-E triggers Brock. <laughs> it sounds close <laughs> enough to Ivy. That's really good. That was, that very was funny. funny. Yeah. And they go close up on Pikachu. Pikachu's ready for his uh, for his moment. His we'll capture this charming Pikachu. And a uh, hand comes out of the camera, grabs him. And this is where we get the great detective moment. They're not reporters. <laughs> <laughs> Killed it. Team Rocket's out the window with this breaking story. But we won't stick around to cover it. So yeah, they run. Uh, Mimi and Ash give chase. Mimi's out here. Deli is only really concerned about her garden. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't trample the garden. Right, so Mime is using some barriers to try to stop Team Rocket from running over the garden. Traps it in some ways, but basically just sends them running a different direction. Yeah, and uh, they, they approach Meowth. Who's like, what took you guys so long? Blah, blah, blah. Ash has Pikachu go for a Thundershock because he hasn't learned anything Yeah, so, at so all. Ash has been able to catch up with them because of the barriers that slowed them down. Gang catches up. But this camera that Pikachu is trapped in, this camera case is, of course, rubber reinforced. So that doesn't do anything. Yeah, of course. And then here comes Scyther with the electric guitar gym theme again. He slashes Pikachu out of the case and Pikachu Thundershocks. And then Meryl jumps in, sends Team Rocket Signing off again with a water gun. It's wonderful. Now, Bulbapedia points out this is the one and only time mm-hmm. that Tracy blasts off Team Rocket. Very interesting. Yeah. So, uh, Mimey also says, gets some it's credit. It's great to see them go away again. <laughs> Just <laughs> like old times. Old times, yeah. yeah. Mimey gets some credit, though, here for uh, protecting the garden. Sorry, garden the garden. Guarding the garden. Yeah. Oh, that was Oak's joke. That Don't was Oak's me. joke. That wasn't even a joke. But yeah. he goes, get it? Which, of course, makes... <laughs> Every joke better, yeah. So uh, it's uh, nighttime. Ash is trying to get to sleep with Pikachu. First thing in the morning, it's off to the Johto League, and Ash kind of thinks back on his time with Tracy, but he's also happy that Brock is back. Mm -hmm. And uh, then it's morning. It's the next day. Morning. So it's that typical end of a Pokemon episode where people stand on a road and say goodbye to each other (laughs) every fucking time. So yeah, they all they're, say they're, they're pumped about their visit. Ash's mom yells at Ash to change his underwear. We're locked and loaded on that, Delia. We'll be thinking about it. <laughs> Oak reminds them to get the ball to Kurt, and Brock's like, yeah, I'll remind him, and Misty's like, I'll remind him, and Pikachu's like, Pika, Pika. <laughs> it's all remind Pikachu. Ash as well. Yeah. No one trusts Ash to do this on his own. No, he'll get and, distracted. Uh, and they're off, and Ash is like, I'll bring you back another trophy. And Delia doesn't want another trophy. She just wants Ash to come back, but from your attitude in the last 10 minutes, Delia, it seems like you want Ash gone forever. But yeah, it's whatever. a tough exterior. <laughs> yeah, he really just uh, interrupted her relationship with Oak, huh? Yep, I'm totally. Now with Tracy here is going to be she's a whole, been used uh, to it. A wholesome new snag in the formula. Oh, about them trying to sneak around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got to just... I think Tracy would be easy to just... No, actually, I take <laughs> that back. He's going to I was going to say he'd be easy to, to distract because you could just, like, 
show him some Pokemon or something. But he's so needy. He would be like, oh, what do you think about this? Oh, yeah. what do you think about that? Oh, he's in a puppy god. dog in Shadow Oak forever and ever and That's ever. That's true. So. Oh my god, Oak is going to murder Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be this whole small town murder mystery. Who killed Tracy? <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that spinoff, the Who That'd Killed Tracy else. murder mystery. <laughs> Detective Noir murder mystery. Tracy Sketchit's fucking dead. <laughs> the only one who could have solved his crime was Tracy. Was himself. <laughs> was himself. This sketch is leading us to the perpetrator. <laughs> he, he, okay. he drew it in his final moments. That sounds really fun. <laughs> I'm in. Where do I watch this? <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Yeah, so uh, you want a literary hour? We're at the well, end of the episode. We have to... We have to finish this up. As the gang heads out of Pallet Town, we get some nice stuff from the narrator. Uh, there's new adventures, new friends, new rivals, and new Pokemon. Just on the horizon. It's great. And that Exciting. is the episode. But I've got a question here. Yeah. I got a question from Tristan. This one's a little lengthy. He says, uh, bear with me on this one. Let's take the obvious out of the equation as we know the reason why Oak or anyone never mentions other regions or Pokemon is because they were not invented yet in the games. However, let's imagine in the anime, the other eight regions and a thousand Pokemon plus did exist already. Why would Oak or anyone else never mention them? He has professor friends all over the Pokemon world, like Kurt, for example, and they never discuss the different Pokemon in other regions. My take is Oak knows that too much info for Ash would only hinder his development as a Pokemon trainer <laughs> and only gives him a dex for the region he's in and purposely doesn't mention other regions or Pokemon in regions he's not going to. I know it's kind of an odd question when you break it down, but if you're watching the anime and knowing at least nine regions exist with over a thousand Pokemon, why does Oak only give him limited info? Again, take the obvious that they were not invented yet. It's more of a fanfic question for theories. Right. So can you think of, of a, a retrograded, a retro shoved in their explanation for for that? <laughs> I like I like Tristan's example or answer that yeah, I mean, Ash can't handle good. can't handle that much information. Ash at time. The Alex's been clever. I almost thought that immediately, well, this is like through the Ash filter. So maybe he's just like not paying attention. <laughs> About the way that like other that. adults would talk about the other regions, right? Like, yeah. so Johto was suddenly brought up as this place Gary's going to to compete. So he suddenly zones in on Johto. Yeah. But what if, like, they'd been talking about Johto constantly, <laughs> but it never shows up in sort of his dialogue filter because yeah. he never saw it as, like, a part of the Pokemon adventure? Yeah. And so, like, uh, Oak tells him he's going to Johto and... Like, as soon as he says Johto, Ash just, like, zones out on it. He's like, Johto, I gotta go to Johto. Meanwhile, Oak's there being like, but he also said he might go to Hoenn. And there's also, like, Sinnoh and Unova. You can go to any of those regions. They've all got the league. There's a million places you can go. And Ash blah, is like, Johto, blah, blah, blah. Johto, Johto, He's just so Johto. zoned in and filtering. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good one. Thank you for the question, as always. If you have questions, hit us up at the email. 2killedelibird at gmail.com. Thank you, thank you. Anyway, yes, thank you. with that last uh, narrator bit, that is the episode, and ladies and gentlemen, that is Generation 1 in the Pokemon anime, the entirety. Wow, Crazy. huge. What a, what a time to be alive. Now book so, me. Book you. So the trope that I'm going to discuss is the quest to the west trope. So this is like... <laughs> 
It's a specific direction. All right. Yeah, but it's it's a big thing, actually. This idea of like journeying to the West uh, that comes up in a lot. And and uh, TV Tropes has some speculation on why it is that the hero's journey points in the West. And and one could be uh, that the uh, it means that the heroes would be coming from the East, which means the sun rises behind them. So it's sort of just like a visual metaphor right and and sort of like that epic sort of okay the sun is following me right so the journey in the west well that's the direction the sun's going in right so there could be something fundamental i guess to how we think about uh our place in the universe where the west actually means something significant because if you're following the sun that's where it's going the other reason would be more like colonial um because if you're talking about like a eurocentric sort of view a lot of stories come from European expansion, which would be from the east to the west, right? So New World discovery and population of North America from European settlers would have started east coast, gone across. So a lot of uh, stories, you know, like FIFA goes west, the gold rush, etc., is about the new frontier in the west. But it, this is not an exclusively uh, western trope because we've got one of the most popular stories out of asia is journey to the west have you heard of journey to the west yes uh, i've heard of it i don't know anything about it really yeah so it's one of like the big four classics of of chinese literature and it's this yeah it's a story about well a journey to the west and one of the big things it has in it that i know is like a monkey king uh and stuff and it's a, a, a and so much stuff has been based off of it so even dragon ball starts off as an ode to journey to the west and you see adaptations of it constantly um out of asia but yeah it's uh I, yeah one of the big characters is this monkey warrior monkey king warrior i don't know and goku's based off of him he's sort of like a trickster uh, and a warrior, and um, a bunch of it is about this specific character as they're going on the adventures. And I think there's like dragons and stuff. I don't exactly know what their journey is for, but it is one of the classic uh, stories. And yeah, it's popular in a lot of Asian countries. Um, but China seems to make versions of it, whether like adaptations in like a TV series or movies, like all the time. If you look at like, oh, Journey to the West movies, there's been like a billion. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the whole trope of yeah, Journey to the West is kind of interesting. Yeah. That's what we get here. Kicking it off. We're going to the West. It's interesting that, yeah, that is the specific direction. That is specific and, and ubiquitous <laughs> yeah. and pervasive. Yeah. Yeah, that's odd. Anyway, uh, all right. Shall we finish writing the Orange Islands? Yes. Let's rate, well, this episode. But our last ranking for an Orange Islands episode, let's go is first category will be oh the soundtrack okay um wow was, well, it was the first episode you were digging the sound yeah was it more. the first ah oh, shoot it was the first episode that had this like, one had the, the poker center song in the uh while they were eating and it brought back the electric guitar gym theme which i always love yeah it's always fun but those are kind um, of common, aren't they? Yeah, but I mean, I'll always give it points for that one. Um, but yeah, it's nothing. But nothing, nothing else special. Unique, so no, I would kind of go with a five. Yeah, straight five. Down the middle. Yeah, I'm gonna hit, get, get it's a five, five as heck. Fives across the board. Yeah, that's a five for soundtrack. Final category for the Orange Islands. Oh my god! Oh look at that! It came right back up. It's horny Brock moments. It's missed us. Oh, it wanted to be long. Well, he isn't that horny here. He's he's more of that depressed horny. He's also um, he simping does, for Delia. 
<laughs> he does he's have like, a Simferdelia, which is I'll do anything yeah, for you. Kind of just counts. tell, just say the word. That kind of counts. It was kind of yeah. weird. We also get the moment where he's like him and Misty are talking about how he's more distracted by girls than than geography mm-hmm. or whatever. Yep. So that kind of <laughs> counts too. Yeah, it's it's definitely not as as bad as we've seen. It's not the um, horniest, but it's hornier than. Some other times this is kind I think this episode so. might be just as mid as mid gets, and it just kind of compels me to just give it another straight five. <laughs> you know it's what I'm five in? Five incarnate. It's as five <laughs> as five can be. I'm down for that. I'll give it a five. That's five and five and five for the five. <laughs> That's five for the round into revival. five. Round down. Carry the zero. We got fives all around. All right. Uh, so quickly before we go, though, uh, since we're saying goodbye to Tracy, I want to talk just a touch about why Tracy was here in the first place. Okay. So this is sourced from an interview with Masamitsu Hidaka, who was a former Pokemon anime director, uh, basically stated what, from his perspective, at least, because this was only ever sourced from, from one person, um, that Brock was taken out because once they realized that Pokemon was huge everywhere and it was going to go all over the place, they were worried that Brock might be seen as a racist stereotype because of his eye design. And so they took him out, replaced him with a, uh, quote, tall, white, Anglo-looking character to replace him just to be on the safe side. Oh, that's and then, weird. <laughs> and then brought Brock back when they realized that nobody gave a shit. <laughs> that no one had thought that. Nobody yeah. cared. <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's why Tracy was there. Okay. So, it was a sensitivity move. I guess so. I wouldn't have guessed that. But <laughs> after the seizure issues i think they wanted to err on the side of caution for i also much wouldn't everything. have guessed we're removing brock because it, he's racist not because he's sexist <laughs> it was a different time they weren't thinking about that kind of stuff right right <laughs> give that a few more years okay so now that we're finished raiding the orange islands and every episode we got a few data points to cover real quick okay first of all the season average the average for the entirety of the Orange Islands. Now, for comparison, the Indigo League received a very average uh, 5.41 <laughs> right. out of 10. The Orange Islands, it's 30 some odd episodes, plus the second movie, have a season average score of 5.32. <laughs> Went down uh, one-tenth of a point. Okay. I mean, yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> It's about one-tenth of a point worse than (laughs) Indigo. (laughs) It's very similar, though. Yeah, It is, yeah. And then also, like we did with the Indigo League when we finished, we want to go over the top 10 best, top 10 worst episodes of the Orange Islands. Oh, great. Very quickly. So we'll start with the best, because worst is more fun. Kicking it off, number 10 with a 6.7. It's Hello Pumalo. Okay, that was one of the gym ones, right? The first Uh, Orange League. Drake, yeah. The first part of the final battle, yep. Right. Then... In ninth place with a 6.76825 is uh, a way off day off. Oh, what? That episode sucked. That was a terrible episode, <laughs> but it got a great score. Okay. Number eight with a seven is Naval Maneuvers. One of the bad episodes. Okay, good one. Yeah. Yeah. In seventh, seventh place with a 7.025. Pokemon Double Trouble. Another badge episode. Mm-hmm. Sixth place, 7.375. The Joy of Pokemon. Buff Ooh, that Joy. was that was with Buff Joy. Yeah, yep. we all love Buff Joy. That was a good one. In number five, fifth best episode of Orange Island, 7.525 from last week, the Underground Roundup. Wow, that one got kind of high. I got, yeah, last <laughs> week was a good was one. just okay, yeah. We had two really good episodes last week, because in fourth place with the 7.6, it's Viva Los Lapras. 
There you go. Wow. Banger. And these top three are, are definitely up there in top three. With a 7.75, number three is Pikachu Revolts. Mm, that was a good one. That was good a very one. good one. Well, number well two, animated. With an 8.175 is Charizard Chills. Okay. I mean, yeah. Everyone remembers Charizard Chills. Yep. And the best episode, according to the four poor, from Adventures in the Orange Islands with an 8.5625, it's Meowth Rules. Oh, wow. That one got high. Yeah. It got, <laughs> Lord yeah, it's, Meowth. It's the overall third best rated episode so far. Overall. Crazy. Crazy. Wow. Impressed. Surprised. Shocked. All right. <laughs> top 10 worst episodes in Orange Islands at number 10. I can't believe a way off day off got on the top <laughs> 10 at the bottom. Yeah, it was, that was a the rough four one. four is crazy. Number 10 with a 4.5, 10th worst episode, Tracy Gets Bugged. Okay. The Scyther episode. That one was decent, though. It was a good yeah. episode, yeah. yeah. Number 9 and 8, actually. 8 and 9 are tied with 4.25. First one is The Crystal Onyx. Okay. <laughs> and Stage Fight. Okay, yeah. Interesting. Stage fight, that's the riverboat one. Yeah. In seventh place, with a 3.8325, we just talked about it, a tenth situation. Hmm. Yeah, number that's seven fine. Episode. Yeah, that kind of works for me. <laughs> Sixth place, 3.675, it's Aware for Art Thou Pokemon. Oh, that's funny they got low. <laughs> Which I like that episode a lot. It's very cute. Yeah, it yeah. is fun. In fifth place, fifth worst episode of 3.5, it's The Mystery Menace, which I, I'll agree with that. That was an okay episode. It, what episode is that even? The, the Bulbasaur in the Sewers. Yeah, Bulbasaur yeah. in the Sewers. Yeah, with the really weird mayor. Yeah. Number four with a 2.225, it's Misty Meets Her Match. Another badge oh, okay. episode. That was a badge episode that yeah. got so low. Yeah. The Rudy one. Rudy. Number three with a 1.3. Oh, God, that's low. Get along, little Pokemon. The John ah, Wayne John episode. John Wayne. All yeah. right. So we've empirically shown that Clint Eastwood is better than John Wayne. <laughs> wow. Number two, second worst episode of the season with a flat one. It's a ship full of shivers. Wow. I got that out low. It's yeah. a ghost ship. That was kind of cool episode. It was. And then the worst episode of the Orange Islands, according to the four poor, with a 0. .75. <laughs> Abysmal. Pokeball Peril. Pokeball Peril. What, it's one what of the first episodes that? where they gave oh, the ball to they Ivy. they gave him the or they, ball. Sorry, they took the ball from Ivy. They, yeah, right, right. So that's that's that. Um, okay. Just to quickly, <laughs> in the top 10 overall episodes, uh, we have uh, Showdown of Dark City, Legend of Dratini, Mystery at the Lighthouse, Charizard Chills, The Ultimate Test, A Chancy Operation, Pokemon I Choose You, Meowth Rules, The Punchy Pokemon, and The Tower of Terror. So we had two Tower episodes wow. crack into the top 10 this Very season. Nice. Very good. Good show, Orange Islands. The four poor respects you and fears you. Not enough to give you that point one more point to match <laughs> Indigo League, but right. But well, that is oh, that's the Orange Islands, baby. That's crazy. it for this week. Nuts, crazy shit. All right, should we uh, should we sign off? I guess I'd like to know, Kellen, what what exactly should me and the listeners watch for next week? Well, next week we're jumping into the Johto League. Here we and go. We're gonna be there for a long time, so we're starting off. With two episodes, we're going to start off with episode 119, Don't Touch That Dial, or in Japanese, Wakaba Town, exclamation mark, the town where wind's telling of a beginning blow, exclamation mark. Real <laughs> That's mouthful. a long name, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
And then episode 120, the double trouble header, or in Japanese, the rookies, Chikorita, exclamation mark. Oh, okay. So we're starting with the uh, the starters from mm-hmm. there, that region. Okay, cool. Yep. All right. Very exciting. Uh, I'm looking forward to checking those out. So thank you for listening to the podcast. Please leave comments on the YouTube channel. That is youtube.com slash hydraleach. We've got the video versions up there. You can also email us at twokillatdelibird at gmail.com. Podcast is available anywhere. You know, you can download podcasts. Video versions are also available on some of those platforms like Spotify. You can uh, rank the episodes on there, give them rates or uh, ratings, um, and also setting it to auto-download can help the podcast. We've got a couple other platforms. You can also get us on Twitter, which is uh, the handles 2killadelibird. And Kellen is on TikTok, Hydra Leeches. He's also Yay. on Twitch, Hydra Leeches. Yeah. And on Twitch, what are you twitching, Kellen? Bloons. Hell yeah, bloons. Yeah. All day, all day <laughs> every day. Right, so that's that. Intro and outro music is I-80 Synthwave by Alexi Action. Yeah, anything one, else, Kellen? One last thing I think yeah. we need to mention. A bit of a special thing for finishing oh, the Orange yes. Islands. I don't have an exact date on when this will start, but look for a special Pokemon Snap thing coming out on the YouTube channel in the coming days. You'll get more information on that when it drops, but we're just going <laughs> to tease a little. We're going to tickle your balls tease. a little bit. Uh, tickle your Pokeballs. Tickle your Pokeballs. But other than that, that'll do it. That'll do islands. it. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. Aren't you hey, glad well, I'll never say aren't you glad ever again? Fucking Jesus Christ, shut up. Shut up.